Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-Step Guide to Fearless Speaking at Doreen7Steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, this is Dr. Doreen Downing, and I'm host of the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast. What I do here is I get to delight in meeting new people who have stories. And today's guest, Gail, is a new friend of mine, and I've been on her podcast. And I I just know that our conversation is so uh, in the moment. And so that's what I think you could look forward to today is just being on the journey in the now as we dance in the moment with the topic of finding your voice. Hi, Gail. Hey, Doreen, I love that you just said the word dance. I just recently started contemplating and posting about dancing with your demon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you and I always seem to have these deeper kind of synchronistic moments. And it feels like, uh, you know, I I didn't know how I was going to introduce you, but I do have a bio. So I think it would be good if I did read that. That would be awesome. Yeah. And then people really get a more concrete sense of uh, how wonderful you are. (laughs) Yes. Gail Craft, keynote speaker, podcaster, empowerment master, and author of The Empowering Process. And isn't that the name of your podcast that I was on? Absolutely. So we'll make sure and get that out to listeners, that that episode. You're a thought leader that works with clients and runs programs offering various approaches for accessing self-awareness, focus, and emotional balance in order to tap into the natural flow for success. I have to just take a big breath. I like that phrase, the natural flow, you know, then I think people work so hard to find success. But if we think about it as a natural flow for success, thank you, Gail, for writing that. Crafting the flow formula. Oh, that's how you do it. Crafting the flow formula is how you gain higher self-awareness, create smarter goals and lower stress and making conscious choices and taking control of your life today. Why not today? <laughs> Why not today? Why yeah. not? Why not? And and it, and I, that word control is like an oxymoron if you will because it's not control. It's it's allowing more so than control. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Allowing yourself to show up, allowing yourself to listen to that inner child. So we're we're going to talk about voices. Who knows what voices we're going to talk about? But we can start with um, with my voice um, as the child. We kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand, and um, and I was definitely one of those children who did not speak up. I actually went through a series of abandonment in my life. My mom tried to abort me in vitro. She died before I was three. I heard stories from my father while he was trying to woo and date someone about what a burden I was. So I repeatedly through my life heard that I wasn't worthy to be here. 
And so I started to become such a people pleaser. I would do whatever it took and zip this mouth, right? To make someone happy. And, you know, that meant bad choices in my life, bad marriages, right? And then I found my voice completely by accident. And I'm going to pause right there. And that's going to have people say, mm, by accident. So until we get to that point, I'd like to go back and uh, fan out more of what you've already presented so that people can relate to a little girl who uh, is ready to pop out in the world, but feels already unwelcomed. And uh, if we think that in, you know, people, our little babies inside of bellies can feel and sense and think, which of course, I think you and I do believe you're picking up already. This is not a welcoming universe I'm about to enter. <laughs> right. But, right. In but vitro. In vitro. I'm like, what's going on? Yes. Right? Yeah. But for me, listening to you and knowing some of the details, if you could just Give just a little bit more to uh, fan out the what people might call the pain of it so that there is a sense of, oh, okay, they can relate to it. And um, if you could just sure, well, see where you go with that. <laughs> oh, there's so many. So I, I think I'll share the nightmares that I had until I shut them down. And so I, my mom passed when I was three. And I am from the inner city of Boston. And when you're from the inner city, you take the public transportation. So I had a dream of going to the local train station with my mom. And the train came and I went on the train and turned around and my mom was still on the platform and the doors closed. Now, I only knew how to get to downtown Boston and turn around and come back. So I couldn't get off the train until I got to a station I knew. So imagine each station that I come to and the stress that I was feeling that I can't get off yet, I can't get off yet, I can't get off yet. And then this the train going back and being in the tunnel and the darkness of being in a train tunnel and the lights going, all of that was in my dream. And when the doors opened, my mom is gone. And that was my experience when she passed. She went to work and died there. So I saw her leave the house and never come back right? I had this nightmare and never shared it with my family, by the way, because no, 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 that's no, don't bring, don't cause any waves in the family. Let's keep the peace. That was my job to keep the peace. And um, at the age of 13, I had a confrontation with my father and that's a whole other story. (laughs) And in that confrontation, I made a decision to shut down. I shut down the dream to shut down. And I joined a gang. I found my family in a gang. A gang. Ooh, tell us more. (laughs) Well, you know, um, in those days, you know, um, what the boys did, the ladies paid no attention to. All we knew is that, you know, we would go, we had a certain place where we would hang out. And, you know, when the police came, we took off. And then when the police left, we came back. (laughs) Right. And, um, and we would, you know, just that was family. That was protection. And I'll give you an, another example. Um, the boys would walk you home. And one night, Junior was walking me home. And we bumped into his brother, John's. I remember them so clearly, right? And John was with someone else. And John says, we got to get home, Junior. Mom's going to kill us. It's getting too late right now. 
he'll make sure she gets home. Well, he didn't, right? He he dragged me in an alley and he tried to rape me, choke me. There's a whole story again there. How I got saved was ridiculous. God saved me. And that's a whole story of how that happened. But the very next day, the gang found out. And I never saw that boy again. The gang's job was to protect us. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm sure that John and Junior got an earful about not making sure that I was safe. So as much as it happened within the gang, that's where that was home. That was safety. And and I would and I needed that because I didn't have it growing up. Well, that what you just said about not having it, but then uh, discovering it in an environment that may not have been the healthiest one for you to grow, but the need, the need that we have inside to be loved, protected, part of belonging, I guess is another word I would mm-hmm. say that you belong right there. And, right. Uh, right. And so, um, so at the age of 16, I um, left my father and moved in with my brother and his family who lived in the suburbs. And when I moved in, there were two rules. See that woman there? You upset her, you're out. Okay. And that gang that you belong to, that's done. And so um, that saved me. That really did save me because I now was in the suburbs. I was, you know, single family homes where people had cars. Very rarely did they take public transportation, right? Um, And I learned about family from my brother and my sister-in-law in a different way. Oh, that sounds actually beautiful. Right. It was healing. It was my first step towards healing. But it also um, made me curious and hungry for what they had. And I had no idea how unhealthy their relationship really was. Mm-hmm. Because understand, he came from the same unhealthy environment I came from. He had a gang that he hung around with as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um so again, so it didn't help me make good choices at the time. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about this accident. But before we do, I'm going to take a quick break to help listeners figure out how they can find more resources if they are still struggling to find their voice. Be with you just a moment. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. Oh, we're now back with Gail Kraft, and I'm so excited. And Earlier in the episode, Gail, you mentioned about finding your voice, and you did it by accident. I am so curious. I'm opening up the the floor here now to learn what that was. So one of the things that the abandoned child wants is, is to please. So in corporate, in business, when you please, when you succeed, you get rewarded. You get a raise, you get recognition, you get awards. So I was flourishing in corporate and I became a leader very quickly. I, even without a college degree, I was leading a team. Yeah. So it was, it was the, the whole, I have so many stories. And um, I ended up working for a large organization and I was managing the training, internal training department. And my boss managed the external. And so it was the point was that we were always in sync. What we're saying inside, we were also saying outside. And she had all of the big guys from around the country in. And one of her trainers didn't show up. 
And she came up to me and said, you're getting on stage and presenting. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm a manager. You hired me because I'm a manager and not a speaker. I can't do this. And she said, you have to. And so I'm like, okay, so there's a phrase I use called put your big girl panties on and go do it, right? <laughs> Just go do it. And so um, I did. And what I found after the first five minutes of the sweat and the you know pouring off my face and my armpits and God knows whatever else, um, I got into a flow. I got into a rhythm and I had a blast. So my first public speaking was in that moment. And I realized that what I had to say it happened in corporate purely by accident, made a difference in the people's lives that I was speaking to. And that became very powerful for me mm. moving forward. Well, I get that life uh, had some, something in mind for you. And it feels like a knock-knock uh, on the door to say, uh, whether you're ready or not, my dear, you've uh, going to step forward. It's your yeah. choice, move or not. And I think that this lesson that you're talking about, and hopefully listeners are getting it, is that when opportunity knocks like that, as scary as you as it is, and as much sweat as you're gonna, you know, have that you need to uh, move into and take that step. Because in your story, my goodness, you realized and found your voice, the flow of a natural sense of where you where you could express yourself and not only I'm getting not only expressed but it had impact it had impact exactly and and I and I was a natural I mean I was moving walking back and forth you know I was handing out prizes when someone answered a question hey who who knows this stuff uh-huh. <laughs> right who knows this uh-huh. stuff and the and the good thing is is shortly after that um, I'll give another story. I had someone who worked for me not show up. There was a snowstorm and she just couldn't make it in. And the subject that she was teaching, I had no idea about. But we have this thing called the trainer's manual that I had my team create. So I grabbed the trainer's manual, went into the classroom, sat on the desk in front of everybody, didn't even get up to the board, opened the book and said, okay, we're going to learn this together. Are you ready? And when you're in a situation, I mean, how bad can it be when you're presenting something you know nothing about? Be honest. And that's the flow of it all is just be raw and real. And everyone was like, yeah, let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Raw and real. Those are inspirational words. And I know that people listening are going to go, oh, that's so scary. (laughs) Say something a little bit more that uh, can propel people to be raw and honest and take that step. Well, it it is scary. It is scary. And and because our ego doesn't want us to be in a, an exposed situation. Right. And so it's, it's trying to protect us while our soul, if you will, our, our, our is like that would be so much fun. That would be so exciting, right? If you look at you, it's like a little, little girl, mm-hmm. right? That's coming out to play. And I think that is one of my cornerstones. Is I look at even when I was in corporate, guys, lighten up. This is a game. 
You think it matters that you gave me a deadline of December 29th and I don't make it? Like, will the world come to an end? Will someone die? It matters because you said it matters and you are not that important. It'll get done when we're able to. Corporate doesn't like to hear that, but it's true. You do what you can and have fun at it. I'm telling you, because I have have another story for you. I was leading this major project. We had to bring systems down. There was lots of risk. And I was really writing the technical team to keep that in order and for risk management plans, which, you know, nothing will go wrong. Well, yes, it did. And we had the plans and it was an awesome implementation because of that. Now I have a team of folks who are not very happy with me that I'm going to have to work with again. What did I do in order to maintain flow? Took them out to dinner, gave them their bonuses, and then I took them to laser tag so they could kill me. (laughs) And they did. (laughs) But it released that tension we played. Okay, do you see the theme here? Yes. How do you get into flow? You play. Yes. Have fun. Lighten up the load. And Um, so if something scary is in front of you, think of it like if you're one who rides the roller coaster, it's a roller coaster ride. The first time you went on that thing, how frightened were you? And how exciting was it when you finally went down that first hill? It's just a game and it's fun. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, an experience I had in San Francisco at the Exploratorium. And there was something called the pleasure tunnel that you would, it was very narrow and it was dark and you would have, I guess, tactile experiences as you move through the tunnel. And I have claustrophobia and I was terrified, but I did, I did what you're talking about was just to enter into it to explore. And when I came out the other end, I went, wee, that was so much fun. I want to do that again. But it's that first stepping into the scary that uh, we have to remember to do. And before we're getting near the end, darn it. But I want to, you said something and I just want to open it up because there's two things that I think that are, that you offer that are so enriching for people. And that's, you mentioned something about soul and you mentioned something about flow. Before we end, you know, just see what comes up about how those two, what you want to say about that to us? So um, flow is the state that you allow yourself to get into by releasing ego. And that's what I said, you know, play absolutely does that. And when a team, especially leader gets into flow and a team gets into flow, when they get into flow, that is their absolute most creative. Their things just come. I used to... I had a team that we would go to lunch once a month, play a game. Hello, see a theme there, play a game. And then we would problem solve. And I would have to record the session because the ideas came so quickly, we couldn't journal them down because they were in flow. And when you're in flow, if you've ever been, yes, yes, and and we could take that and we could do that. Yes, yes. And then we could do this. How exciting. Right. Oh, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, I can feel the energy, you mm-hmm. know. So flow is either very calm and time either goes very quickly or slows down. Uh-huh. Slows down. Um, the, the Navy SEALs, 
they pay millions of dollars to find one person to join the team who can get into flow. Because when they are on maneuvers, there is no leader. There is a team, one entity, and they move as one. Oh, I get that. I get that idea. Yeah. Well, one more question, and that's uh, see what comes up when you when I give you the topic, uh, the voice of the soul. Oh, that's the child. Oh, <laughs> that's the child. And um, and so recently, I've been putting out there um, that your inner child is not injured. The pain and the suffering and the anguish that we carry, like this this abandonment issue, that child wasn't injured. That pain is on top of the child. And that child is hidden underneath it. So when you release all of that, you get to play and communicate. Listen, that's the wisdom of a child, the wisdom of a five-year-old, the questions that they ask, their perspective, the things that they come up with. Why would you bury that? Let it out. Well, that sounds like a, a really beautiful way to end today is let it out. And the way yeah. that you said it is... Um, you know, such an invitation to uh, a new way of of being that we don't usually think because we're working hard to be successful. And what you talk about is the flow, the natural flow to success. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. How do people find you, Gail? Well, um, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook. That really is the best way to find me. So it's Gail, K-R-A-F-T. T-G-A-I-L-K-R-A-F-T, Gail Craft. Um, on Facebook, it's Gail Craft 77. And on LinkedIn, it's Gail Craft. And connect with me there. Tell me this is where you heard me, because otherwise, if I don't know you, I'm not accepting a friendship. But if you heard me on this podcast with Doreen, absolutely, I will accept your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that's That's a good way to also teach people that we need to discriminate and not just uh, on social media be um, you know, doing doing relationships that aren't really deep and meaningful and uh, have some significance in our own life. So thank you for being significant in my life. Yeah. Oh, Doreen, this has been amazing. Meeting you has been such a gift. Thank you for having me. Same to you, Gail. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.